Welcome to episode five of the Achieve Mentors podcast, our show for fitness professionals and aspiring personal trainers. We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and we're on a mission to bring inclusivity and positive vibes to the fitness space. Today's episode is all about how we onboard our new coaching staff. We hope you're excited. Let's get into the show. All right, Achievers. So this is episode five, but it's kind of like episode four continued because yeah. last episode we thought we were going to squeeze in how we onboard members and how we onboard staff, but... The members part took like 40 minutes. So. Yeah, we were, yeah. I remember like right before the episode, I was like, is this episode going to be like three minutes long? And then like, sure enough, it ends up being 40 minutes <laughs> of an episode. And um, it was like half of the episode we were planning. So yeah. yeah. So this is the continuation. Uh, we thought we were going to film it the following week, but I think it's been like three weeks of no episodes uh, from the Achievement Mentors podcast. But yeah, sorry about we're that. Back. <laughs> we're back. We're back on track. Um, yeah, so... Where we left off was how we onboard our new members, Um, but for those of you who are gym owners or managers of a gym, um, we wanted to also go over how we onboard our new coaches Um, because this is definitely a long process um, for us because we really have a lot of specific things that we're looking for from our coaches and we want to make sure that whoever comes on board as a new staff member is really like, like when 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 a member starts to work with them, they feel like they're working with a coach who's been there for a long time. Like we don't want them to be like nervous to work with a new coach. So we want to make sure that we take a lot of time up front to onboard them so that their, our members feel really good going to work out with them. Yeah, definitely. Um, Um, yeah, so it's definitely a little bit of a longer mm -hmm. process. Um, the steps we're going to outline our, our last couple of, um, main hires have been from internships, right? Yeah. And from people that were just in our network already. Um, so some of them have been a little bit accelerated, but, um, all of our previous hires, uh, in, in before that period, um, have followed this exact process that we'll lay out right now. So I think, um, yeah, I think the first part is, is just taking our time with the whole resume collection process, um, as we're going through it. Right. Yeah. So we... We don't really care that much about like if you have a degree in strength and conditioning. I mean, it's fine. Like, it's not like we're like we look we're down like upon X. that. No. <laughs> um, but we're not like we're not dismissing people who don't have them um, because for like to be a personal trainer, you don't have to have a degree. And we think that a lot of people go into personal training and coaching sometimes as like a career shift. Yeah. So they might have a different degree or not a degree at all. That's really fine. So that's not something that we like harp on necessarily um what we're mainly looking for is um what kind of work experience that they've had in the past and we try to look for people who have had some sort of customer service experience Mm -hmm. so even if it's not um specifically coaching we we do like to look for people who have maybe worked in like like who have been servers or worked at starbucks or something like that um because just shows that they have a little bit of an idea of customer service because that's a huge part of coaching absolutely yeah um yeah. yeah, and then the um, you know the big thing that we're looking for um, beyond that is like we like to see a cover letter because mm-hmm. we get you know a ton of resumes and if it's just work experience and just kind of like related stuff like that then it's like you, it kind of gets a little bit lost in the mix. But if we see a resume with the cover letter that explains um, in detail what they like about Achieve, what they like about our mission. And they word it in such a way that's not very dry, but in a way that's very conversational and very like, um, you know, I guess like bubbly is a word to describe it. Yeah, personable, yeah. Yeah, then we automatically know that that person more than likely has a little bit of, you know, 
character, personality, and charisma that could fit in with the vibe at Achieve. Yeah, and it also shows that they did a little bit of research that they're not just like blindly sending resumes to any to gym. whom it may concern. Yeah, like which as soon we get as a we lot. see to whom it may concern, we're like, no, it's <laughs> like this is not that kind of place. Like we're yeah. very like so we're a small gym, we're very informal in terms of that kind of thing. And so we want people we want to see people's personality right off the bat. Yeah, so exclamation marks are a big big yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so that's yeah, number one. Definitely. <clears throat> um, and then from there, basically, we want to see, uh, we want to uh, talk to them over the phone. And again, same com- con- like concept. Lauren and I will automatically know within the first five seconds whether or not we want to continue to interview, right? Yeah. So we kind of have two different tracks. One where we are pretty sure that the person is going to be a good fit. And number two, it's a little bit of a shorter track where we're like, okay, let's see what happens as the interview evolves. And if it, it does evolve into a better direction, then you know we can go back to track one. But track B is kind of like, Okay, let's 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 respect their time and make sure that we kind of like let them know that it's not going to be a good fit for yeah. both parties, right? Yeah. Um, so that's that, and then we finally get them in for an in-person interview, and then yeah, it's it's the same concept. Like within the first thirty seconds or so, Lauren and I kind of have an idea of where we're going with this person. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's like we first impressions matter a lot when it comes to coaching and personal mm-hmm. training so it we don't like to like judge a book by its cover like it's not like we look at a person and <laughs> instantly like make a judgment on them but yeah. it is like their first interaction with us like how they shake our hand and how they walk in the door like all that actually really matters it's yeah. part of the interview because we if they walk in and they're like really sheepish or really quiet or really shy or like the opposite like kind of over the top like it's just like we're we're looking for somebody who comes in and just is makes you feel makes us feel comfortable yeah um and so because that's what we're looking for them to do for our members yeah it's not like we're we're judging their character we're just judging whether or not it's going to be a right fit for the atmosphere we're looking for at achieve so it's not any sort of a knock on their character and whatnot right exactly Um, yeah just more of a culture fit kind of thing yeah so yeah and then our interview process is our questions are not what people usually expect Mm. our questions are very much based on our core values of the of the business so instead of asking like Oh, what certifications do you have, or what degree do you have, or what's your what experience, you or yeah, what's your work experience? It's more about like, um, tell us about a time at at work, whatever whatever job it was, where having a positive attitude really, um, and like smiling and having a positive attitude really had a positive effect on the people that you were around. Mm-hmm. Um, and we ask for stories because we think that stories are going to be more indicative of what that person's going to be like. Yeah. So we say like tell us of a, tell us about a time when and then we insert basically the core value that we're looking to see if that person has. Yeah, absolutely. Um like what's the best work related compliment you have? Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of times we're not even too concerned about what the answer is. Like we we don't really like if someone's like hyper organized, like it's not something that like is like oh cool, but we want to see the way in which they answer the question as well. And yeah. do they do it in a way that you know, frames potentially negative things at least in a positive spin at the end. Um, just, just the the overall tone of voice and the overall emotion that they put behind the answers, more so than the answers themselves, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's definitely a big part of it. So after that process, after we go through an in, uh, in-person interview, um, we narrow it down to you know a few different choices, and then we typically bring in our um, our other coaches that have been there the longest to kind of give like a final seal of approval, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we don't really give them any direction on what we think, like who we're leaning towards. Yeah, we try or... to sit, be as like, put as little bias into this as possible. So yeah. we just say like, we have two candidates that we're looking at. We want you 
even if we have one that we're like really excited about, we won't say that. We'll say we want you to interview them both and come back to us with what you think. Yeah, and it's typically been Sarah and Ted, and they're just yeah. so good about really taking away like, oh, I would get along with this person, mm-hmm. or I would really be friends with this person. They really take into account, okay, does this person fit within the culture of Achieve? And if not, then maybe they're not as good of a fit as the other person who, you know, maybe personally I just liked, yeah. um, which I think they do a really good job of. Um, and they answer like, so, or they ask some sort of like oddball questions out of left field that kind of like gets the person on their toes and just gets a real raw response, which I really uh, think helps a, a lot. And yeah. Just yeah. They, they ask like, what's your, well, should we even say? No, don't say it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if we have future people coming yeah. in, they want to give it away. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we get, we lead off with a little bit more of a professional approach and then they come in with, you know, what is really kind of like our true vibe, which is a little more fun, a little more casual and relaxed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's say we just hired the person. How do we go about going through the whole integrating them into our system? Yeah. So the first thing, once we hire them, um, we usually ask them for a training period. Um, mm-hmm. So we, it's usually about four to six weeks of a training period where they're basically going through a mini internship with us. Yeah. Um, it's basically a time where we're giving them a ton of information. It's mm-hmm. a teaching opportunity. It's a learning opportunity for them, a teaching opportunity for us. Um, an internship isn't even really the right word for it because we're not asking them to like mop the floors and get us coffee. Like we're, it's an, it's an immersive experience into, um, how we coach. And so even if they walk away at the end of those four weeks and don't even work for us, they're going to be so much better off having gone through that experience. Yeah. So it's actually, it's an unpaid experience Mm -hmm. and it's about 20 to 25 hours of really intensive training throughout that process. And we go over everything from our program design, exercise progressions, regressions, coaching and queuing, like everything that we possibly want our coaches to know to at least handle some a newer member um, in a very concentrated time so um, basically it basically shows us whether or not they're really serious and committed to our job by taking the time out of their day to learn all that because then we know that they value their education they value training and they also know that even if it didn't work out like this would be very important information that they can take later on with them yeah i think we we have had people in the past who have we've gotten to the point where we feel comfortable saying like we would love to have you as part of the team Mm -hmm. this is what we are asking of you beforehand before we actually hire you on it's going to be a four-week process of learning the ropes and us teaching you and like very intensive and there are people who are like i just can't i I can't do that um and that's fine and that shows us that tells us a lot because it tells us that they're not like because it it, they're not getting paid they think of it as a waste of time yeah um whereas people who do it like sarah had no hesitation basically in doing it and and she was just like and ted too like yeah they were just like yeah because I'm going to learn so much in this time. It's basically free education. Right. So they looked at, at it as an opportunity, whereas other people are looking at it as like taking away, something taking away from them. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, in the case of Sarah, like she picked up extra shifts um, at a different at a uh, facility, facility just yeah. to uh, cover like rent and just like basic human costs. But like, as long as you see the value, you'll make it work, right? And mm-hmm. so um, it's, it's a very clear indicator and also gets them really serious right up front from the training period. Instead of being like, oh, I got to go through this training period. It's like, oh, I get to do this training period. I get to learn so much. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're definitely looking for that. And we're not looking to make anyone struggle, but we are looking for commitment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so then in that training process, the very first thing that we do is a vision talk. So mm -hmm. Jason and I take them through um, the vision of Achieve. And so basically how we started, why we created Achieve in the first place, why we're different, what's really, really important to us, what are our core values, what's our mission, where are we going, um, and so that they have a good full picture of why anything that we ask of them is going to be asked of them. Yeah. Um, we are always referring back to our core values and our mission whenever we're making any decisions in the gym. And so it becomes very easy to either like correct or give constructive criticism or anything to our coaches because it's very clear why we can mm -hmm. say like, this is a core value that's very important and you're not following it. And yeah. so here, how can we address it? Um, so we want to make sure that they're really, really, really clear on the mission and on the vision at the very beginning. Yeah, absolutely. It just sets the stage and it's like before the training process begins, we actually say like, you know, you might've noticed that during the interview process, we barely asked you anything about work experience. We just asked you just kind of like questions that would give us an insight onto what your overall personality was and if it would be a right fit for the company. And then also uh, we talk about like, you know, we're going to teach you a lot over the course of this training period, like all the sets and reps and program design and periodization and all that sort of good stuff. But it is takes a major backseat to what we think is more significant, which is the environment and the atmosphere that we have created and cultivated Achieve and what we try to preserve each and every member, uh, staff member that comes on board. Yeah. And we just set that all up front at first because we want to make sure that the technical knowledge does not supersede the emotional intelligence knowledge. Yeah, because it would actually be a lot easier on us technically to hire somebody who's been in the industry for 10 years yeah, and who's totally. been through all the certifications that we recommend and who's done all that stuff. Like technically that would be a lot easier. We would just be like, go ahead and coach. Yeah. But they might be able to take them through a program really well, but they might not have the core values. They might not have the right personality. And we'd rather take somebody who has those things and teach them all this stuff and take the time to teach them more of the, the nitty gritty details. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that process is about four to six weeks long. Um, sometimes, you know, they pick it up really quickly and we might truncate that to four weeks. Sometimes, um, based on schedule or logistics, maybe it draws out a little bit longer to six weeks, but somewhere along that time frame. And then yeah. also it just gets them really just kind of in the gym environment um, where they're also not coaching yet, right? And so but they're, they're just, being seen too. Yeah, and yeah. so they kind of absorb some of the stuff just like through osmosis naturally, mm -hmm. and then our members kind of get used to their presence. It's not just like, oh, they want, this is your coach. It's like, oh, they're clearly taking a long time to integrate them into what we do. Yeah, Yeah. and so within those four, week, four to six weeks, the beginning is a lot of education. So after the vision talk, we go through exercise progressions for every different movement pattern. So it's like, from kettlebell that or from learning a hip hinge to learning a sumo or a conventional deadlift yeah. and everything in between and then so that's the hinge and then for the squats learning going through bodyweight squat all the way to a barbell overhead squat and how we coach each individual lift and it's a lot of information and we don't expect them to retain it all but yeah. we think it's important to still go through it all with them um, but then once we've gone through all of the exercises we then go through the programs. So phase one, phase two, phase three, because we have those all kind of set in stone. If you're not a facility that has those set in stone, then the just making sure that they understand the exercises would be more important. Yeah. Um, For a little bit of uh, background information, our phases, we've got about um, nearly like a year to two years kind of generally mapped out, like mm -hmm. where we want people to go. Um, and I would say we probably stick to it about 80% of the time. So like we teach people initially to hinge, to 
squat to new certain mobility drills and then we progress them on this track and as long as they're consistent like they typically flow through that template um pretty pretty easily and so yeah. it's, it's it's just a matter of coaching the coach on what sort of uh, phase they're on so we can easily just tell any one of our coaches hey this member uh, joined um you know a few months ago they're on a phase five and focus on this this and this and they automatically know generally speaking what the member is like from a uh, movement standpoint right yeah. so yeah. um that just helps us from a back-end organizational standpoint right so that's why we teach the phases on top of teaching the movement so mm -hmm. that they can have a better understanding of like when a new person comes in they're on a phase one typically they're going to be going through these exact progressions yeah so. definitely um, and then once they've kind of un started to understand the, f the exercises and the phases, we do two things. One is we put them on a program. Yes. Um, we put them on a phase one. So we make sure that they go through the programs that they're going to be coaching and we coach them on it mm -hmm. <laughs> so that they can see firsthand how we coach, how we would correct certain things. Um, so they go through the whole program themselves. Also, that really helps them to relate to the client when they end up coaching them on something they're like, oh yeah, a couple months ago I went through this program and I had that exact same issue where I was fluttering my feet or whatever it is. And yeah. so they can, they can relate to what that person's going through a lot better. Yeah. <clears throat> um, then from there, as they're being coached, we're also starting to have them observe us coaching the rest of our members. Yeah. And actually go, going back to, I like how you phrase it as, it's not just showing them the program, it's showing them the way we coach. And so again, they'll learn just by osmosis of, okay, this is how they pace the sessions. This is how they give corrections. This is how they um, come up with regressions or progressions on the fly. Um, not specifically like, oh, this is how I should squat, right? Which is yeah. important, but the overall context of the session is is really valuable. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, once, we've, once they're doing that, um, they're also simultaneously, they're observing us coaching. So they're just kind of hanging out alongside us and taking notes as we're going through coaching sessions. Mm -hmm. After about a week of that, then we have them start a week or two, we have them start to assist us in a coaching session. So because we do semi-private, um, it's three members to one coach. So we'll have the new coach that we're onboarding take one of the group of three. Yeah. Um, we'll take two, but we're also kind of able to keep an eye on the coach and that third person because we're used to coaching three people at a time. Right. Um, so we're able to still have our eyes on all three people, but the coach is taking, starting with a one-on-one -on -one yeah. setting. Yeah. Um, then after maybe a week of that, we get them two people in the group. And then after a week of that, we'll give them all three, but we'll be observing. Yeah. So the role kind of just reverses. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's just a nice way to kind of ease uh, people in. Um, yeah, I think starting off with three people right off the bat is very overwhelming, totally. especially yeah. when you're trying to make sure that you remember the exercise name, you're trying to remember the person's name and how like they move and all that. And so one-on-one -on -one definitely is our initial way to just integrate them into that whole process. And it also makes it so that the member's like, oh, I'm getting one-on-one -on -one attention right now when typically it's three-on-one. Right. So it, like, it's kind of a win-win scenario for everyone involved. Yeah. Yeah. So we go through that. Um, let's see. Anything else along that front? That's the main thing. And then, I mean, the same thing goes with classes. Like, we'll have them observe us teaching mm -hmm. a class. Then we'll have them lead just the warm-up. And then we'll have them lead the class while we observe them. And then they're kind of good on their own. So, yeah, yeah. it just kind of, it goes from them being the observer and us leading to them helping us to then them leading and us observing. Yeah. And that, that works with both the coaching sessions and the classes. And it just gives us enough time to really feel them out and make sure that they're going to be the right fit. Yeah. And then we've got 
weekly individual meetings where we really encourage them to ask as many questions as possible. And we definitely don't want to make it so that we're like, oh, you don't know that yet? Or, oh, like, how can you forget? Like, we went through a whole training period. Like, we want to make it as open as possible because, I mean, we went through so, we actually say like, oh, we went through so much throughout the training period. Like, please let us know if you have any questions, even if, if it seems silly or if you feel dumb at all. Like, it's, it's really important that we make sure that we're all on the same page about it. Yeah, we let them know that we'd rather them ask questions than to see them being unsure during a session. Definitely, um, yeah. So we're like, and we're never going to make them feel bad about a question that they have. We, we want them to ask questions and yeah. to be open with us. And there are a lot of, um, there'll be times where there'll be inconsistencies where, you know, they might coach something some way because they had forgotten a certain point that we had made. And when we coach the person, they're like, oh, so-and-so had us do it this way. And it's like, one, one route that you can easily take is say, oh, they're wrong. You need to do it this way. But that is a very uh, bad long-term solution, right? So yeah. what we tend to do is say something along the lines of, oh, we actually just discussed it in a meeting um, just like a couple days ago. We actually collectively decided to switch it to this way. Mm -hmm. So now it's like, okay, they're in as part of the collaborative process. Even if we, even if we never met or talked about it <laughs> at, at all, we talk about it like that. And then in private, we'll say, hey, like... Um, so-and-so was saying that they coached it, you coached the exercise this way. What were you thinking there? And then they might actually have a great response of like, oh, they had knee pain. So I was thinking to shift their hips back a little bit more in order to take pressure away from the knees. And that's like, okay, perfect. Now we're on the same page. Instead of being like, why did you make them squat that yeah, way and whatnot? Yeah. So it's just, um, you know, all this takes a little bit more time, um, but we think it's so necessary from a long-term standpoint. Definitely. Um, and then moving beyond that, we're, we're constantly making sure that we're um, just like keeping updates and keeping a lot of communication. So weekly individual meetings. We also have weekly team meetings where the entire coaching staff gets together and we make sure that we go over new members and the, any other like kind of systems updates that we want to go over. And then we also have um, quarterly reviews. So every um, three months where we sit down and have like, uh, I guess it's called a 360 review where we kind of like we both review the person's performance, right? right? And make sure we're on the same page. Um, and again, these are all based on core values. So it's not like, can they coach this exercise well? It's like, are they exhibiting a smile and a positive attitude on a daily basis? Are they keeping outside issues outside of work? Um, just stuff like that yeah. where uh, it's more of a cultural thing than it is like technical stuff. Because we know the technical stuff is going to come along as long as the environment is conducive to people not being afraid to make mistakes and conducive to people asking questions, right? Yeah. It's just going to come along. Right. Um, especially because we did a lot of upfront work to make sure that it's the right person who is hungry to learn in the first place. Yeah, and they're going to go to certifications. They're going to do different things. That, right. Like they're gonna they're gonna be getting coached themselves. Like there's that stuff we're just not that worried about. Mm -hmm. so. Unless um, it's like they're really struggling with it, but we haven't yeah, had that. We, we haven't, haven't had that, had that yeah. yeah. Um, and then we also have an annual staff retreat where um, we do a little bit of work, but the vast majority of it is just bonding and hanging out with each other. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like our overall process from start to from like resume building to the continuing the continuation of the training process i guess even after they're hired right yeah and it never stops i mean now yeah. <clears throat> we have sarah and ted and emily who are all in leadership positions within our coaching staff and but still we meet with them and we have discussions and like and especially in our weekly meetings like we have topics of discussion where we'll just say like all right this week let's talk about um 
or we'll do case studies. So either one of the two. So either we'll say like, let's talk about the bench press and let's talk about like how to get people in, in a good position and let's all give our best cues that we use and then let's collectively come up with some new ideas and then yeah. we get that process going. Or we'll say like, hey, I had somebody, I had this person who when they were squatting, they were shifting to the left and I tried X, Y, and Z and nothing seemed to help. What would you guys do in that situation? And then we have a team brainstorming um, opportunity there. And so we're always looking for ways to have everybody involved in the process instead of just being us sitting up with a PowerPoint being like, okay, this is what you do if somebody's <laughs> shifting a squat. And then everybody, it's just gonna, you're gonna see blank faces, people are gonna zone out. Yeah. It's like, let's get everyone involved in this process together. And then everyone feels good, they feel heard, and they feel like they got their questions answered. Yeah. And then just like on the side, like we're always trying to keep daily interactions just super casual and we're always asking like how just life is like and how their family is we just want to get to know them and just be um as close with them as possible on like on a friend to friend basis and that just makes the work environment so much better right if you yeah. know that like your bosses or your coworkers are just on your team and on your side supporting you um, and it's not just purely professional relationship yeah yeah so i think that's kind of our general process there. I think so. And yeah. so, yeah, our most recent hires have been from internships that Sarah and Ted have been running. So mm -hmm. now um, we're actually much less involved in the hiring process at this point. Yeah. I mean, we're involved, but pretty much Sarah and Ted choose the people for the internship. Then they go through the internship, which is typically, is it two months long? It's three months long, three months actually, long. yeah. Um, by that point, where we have a very clear understanding of, of who might be a good fit. Mm -hmm. um, and we have been, I mean, I guess the only hire we've actually made is Michaela. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've made a hire from an internship that we did. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was just such an easy way to, like once we decided we did need somebody, because we weren't sure during the internship if we needed a coach, but it yeah. ended up an opening came up. Um, we had somebody who was just ready. She had already gone through the entire internship process, which was like an, a longer version even of what we just described. Totally. Um, she had already started coaching people. People already knew her name. They already understood that she was somebody who was there um, learning. And so then it was just like a seamless transition for yeah. her to come on board. So, so that's been really nice. So if you have an internship process or, or opportunity, we definitely recommend that because it's a, you get a, even more of a chance to understand if the person is the right fit for you. Yeah. So. And Sarah and Ted can tell you that it's, it's a lot more work than, uh, yeah. than meets the eye. Yeah. And it, it's, it seems like it's like, Oh great. We've got interns. We got more help. We've got more eyes, but, um, you know, they're there for a purpose of learning more. So you have to provide that, uh, immersive experience for them so you need to do that um, however I mean the fact that we can draw out the training process for three months and really get them immersed in the environment um, it makes it for a much more seamless process yeah as long as we're uh, ready to hire someone right at that and point. that's the thing like sometimes we're just not ready to hire yeah like, we don't have a spot and that's that's tough but yeah yeah cool all right well I hope that helps I yeah. think that um, we kind of went over all the details so it should be good <laughs> so uh I don't know how to wrap it up because I can't say we answered all of your burning questions because it was just one question from a month you ago. Should, you should just say, after three weeks, we answered your we one question. We finally answered half of your one question. So uh, we really appreciate your patience in us getting this out. Um, and if you have other specific questions as trainers or business owners um, or gym owners, we would love to answer them. So send us DM on Instagram at Achieve Fitness Boston. Um, and... Yeah, you just let us, us a review. Let, well, let us know. I was just going to say, let us know that it's for the Achieve Mentors podcast so that oh, we yeah, can yeah. separate it out. Um, and if you wouldn't mind leaving us a review on iTunes specifically oh, about the Achieve Mentors part of this podcast, that would be wonderful. And until next time, peace, love, and, and muscles. muscles.